you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And of course, on yesterday's show, I talked about doing a two-for-Tuesday here with a preview of the Kentucky basketball game and, of course, a review late after the conclusion of the game. But as you've probably heard, the Kentucky game has been postponed, but fortunately just by one day to Wednesday night. So you know what? You'll get that two-for on Wednesday. But since that game has been postponed by a day, you know what, I've still got plenty of college basketball to get to, and, and including checking in on some transfers, some recruits that Missouri just missed out on in basketball. But you know what, again, since basketball has been canceled by a day, let's lead with Tiger football. And tomorrow, Wednesday, February the 3rd, will be the second National Signing Day. And well, before there was two National Signing Days, This was the big one. In fact, this was when you signed the absolute vast majority of your class. In fact, I'm sure many of you will remember that indeed February was when Missouri famously signed Doriel Green Beckham, Terry Beckner Jr., among some other famous moments in Mizzou signing day history. But don't expect a lot of fireworks tomorrow. Now, fortunately, Missouri's 2021 recruiting class been very much discussed as its highest ranked in 10 years or so and of course my own just very very quick looks at a bunch of these individual players leaves me rather optimistic as well but when it comes to tomorrow I wouldn't expect a lot of huge news now there's one guy that it seems like most of the Mizzou beat expects to sign tomorrow and that's running back B.J. Harris Now, that would technically leave Missouri at 82 scholarships if the math has been done correctly here. So they could add up to three more guys as well. Who those names would be, well, frankly, we'll just have to wait and see. But I will say, though, if B.J. Harris, for whatever reason, he doesn't sign, I think most expect him to, but you never know. Until the the the, uh, signature is on the dotted line, you just never know with these things. If that happened, Missouri's running back depth would be even further challenged. I would say, when you really look at the Missouri depth chart, sure, we all love Tyler Beatty. He's a fantastic player, but obviously Larry Roundtree was quite the lead running back, just took an, an, a tremendous amount of carries and punishment. Well, there's going to be plenty of touches available at that position next year. Certainly Eli Young, I think, will probably get the first shot as a backup, but you know what? A guy who's been around for a long time, playing special teams, being a kick returner, and the third down running back at times, Dawson Downing, certainly going to get a look as well. But you know what? Again, running back, definitely a position of somewhat need, certainly if, if Harris doesn't sign for whatever reason. And another Mizzou football news, Eli Drinkwitz has hired his new chief recruiting officer, And that is Brett Whiteside, a man who worked under in similar capacities under Gus Malzahn at the University of Auburn and at Arkansas State under Malzahn as well. So as we see, as Eli Drinkwitz is certainly 
the probably the most prominent member, unless there's somebody I'm forgetting, of the Gus Malzahn coaching tree. Well, he certainly has dipped into that that tree as well, Pl- plucked some fruit from that tree as well. He certainly seems to connect with guys who worked under Malzahn, maybe guys that he connected with previously, obviously. Certainly Eli and Brett Whiteside obviously have a previous relationship. And by the way, hey, Gus Malzahn, I haven't noticed that you've been hired by anybody, certainly as a head coach for this following season. I don't know if you're just just hanging out, maybe want to stretch out your football brain a little bit. If you want to be an analyst for the Mizzou football team, on offense or defense, quite honestly. Whatever you want to do, pal. But seriously, offensive analyst, Gus Malzahn, sounds good to me. I'm just throwing it out there. Probably not going to be accepted, but what the heck. For one year, you never know. I think you could actually see that happening. Gus, Eli, suddenly the teacher becomes the student. Would be kind of a cool story. Let's put it that way. And another, actually pretty recently breaking Huge college football news nationally. And I say huge news, and let me clarify. This is news that my father and his generation are not going to care about whatsoever. But my generation, if you're 38 years old, if you're around there, and certainly if you're younger, it's enormous news that EA Sports is bringing back its college football video game franchise. Now, because of the long running now for years, the NIL battle, the name, image, and likeness battle has been going on between, frankly, the NCAA and its players to some extent. Well, that video game had been around in some form from the 1990s all the way until the 2013 campaign. So for the last seven, eight years, if you wanted to play a college football video game, you had to play the game from the 2013 season. Now, if you're a Mizzou football fan, fortunately, that's one of the great Mizzou football teams of all time. But obviously, in terms of technology, seven, eight years down the road, other video games, sports video games, including Madden NFL football, have far surpassed it just in terms of of technological advancement. And again, while the older generations who don't care about video games, are not going to personally care about this news development. It's not going to directly affect their lives whatsoever. Well, if you're a college football fan, you should still be celebrating this news anyway. And I'm going to explain why. But first, I want to explain to you why you should be going to rockauto.com. And honestly, if I want to give you a short pitch of why you should go to rockauto.com, It's really quite simple. You can save buku bucks on your auto parts. Because here's the deal. Oftentimes, professional mechanics, and especially those new car dealerships, have different price tiers for, again, those professionals or the do-it-yourselfers. So why would you get ripped off like that when you can go to rockauto.com and get the same price regardless of whether you're in the auto mechanic elites or not? The rockauto.com catalog is also rem- is also really unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And the best part is, if you don't want to, you don't even have to sign up for an account. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Of course, I'm covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And again, while I'm not going to encourage my 72-year-old father to go out and buy himself a PlayStation 5 and the new EA Sports college football video game what I will tell him is this is still a big deal for the younger generation because if you really talk to people especially people who are even who are quite a bit younger than me people who are frankly young enough to be my kids truly in the next generation well the way they the way they consume sports often especially the NFL And the NBA is often through those video games, through Madden and through NBA 2K, that series of games. And you know what? From my experience years ago when I played NCAA football, just frankly way too much in my four years at Mizzou, but the one thing it did, that game would come out maybe a month and a half before the kickoff of college football, and you would play the heck out of that thing if you were a fan of, of the game and especially of college football. And what it would do is it would prepare you for the season. Yes, I would play with Missouri 75, 80, 90% of the time, but guess what? You're playing a different opponent all the time. You're getting a feel of who the best players in the nation are at every position. You can go into the rosters and start checking out, oh, hey, this guy's really high-ranked. Oh, hey, who's this uh, this safety for the University of Miami named Sean Taylor? The great, the late, great Sean Taylor. The first time I was ever aware of who he was was because he was an utterly dominant defensive player on those NCAA football video games. Well, you know what? The next generation is every bit as into games, if not more so than mine is. So this is going to create more fans of college football, especially the ones who haven't got to college yet, in my opinion. For as much crap as the alumni get, especially in those expensive gold sweet seats at Mizzou Arena, frankly, I've been just as, if not more, disappointed in the amount of student interest in Missouri basketball and, to a lesser extent, Mizzou football in the last few years. And I think a big part of that might be, again, there's just a lack of maybe familiarity not only with the Tigers before these people get onto campus, especially the young men who like to play these college football video games and, frankly, who obsess more with football than than the other gender does. Well, playing these video games with a team or even against other teams, it gives people a personal attachment to these players, believe it or not. Even though it's the digital version of real human beings – it gives them an attachment to these guys. It gives them a reason to care. And it almost, it almost primes the pump. It almost, again, it sort of gives you a, a simulation of what college football is really going to be like with the atmosphere, the music, the marching band, the different style offenses. I don't know. I, I, I'm just telling you, I think this is a really big deal just for college football in general that will help younger people who are, say, 
10, 12 years old, start give them a reason to get into college football more. Give them a reason to watch that instead of just the NFL, which is certainly something that happens if you grow up outside of a college town, unlike myself. And speaking of some news that broke this past the past few days or so that I'm not totally sure that it got enough play is that apparently Michael Porter Jr. is partnering with Puma and they're going to make an an elite AAU team that is that is based here in Columbia, Missouri. And you know, I don't have all the details yet on that, obviously just a quick release, but I'm telling you you see teams like the Bradley Beal Elite in St. Louis for instance. Well, that's a big deal obviously to have to be on that team. If you're a young man who's in the St. Louis area, the name Bradley Beal, he's a big time NBA player, plays for the Washington Wizards. Fortunately, did not play for the Tigers, just played one year with the Florida Gators, but if you can be on the Bradley Beal Elite team, you're in the St. Louis area. That's a huge, huge deal and certainly something to strive for. And I just wonder if, man, maybe having a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who is really having a nice start to this twenty-one, to this 2020-21 NBA season, guy who looks like he has star potential, the fact that he's spent a ton of time in this area and is buying into this area with this elite AAU squad, well, that could really have an effect on the entire area in terms of just raising the level of competition in mid-Missouri when it comes to basketball and youth sports. So, I don't know, a cool moment, and I think something that could uh, really really have effects on this area for years to come in a positive way. And you know what? I have some more on the Tiger basketball team coming up, including a tacit admission by Conzo Martin that, well, I was probably right to be a little critical of his pick-and-roll coverages after the Auburn game. But before we get to that, i got to tell you about BetOnline.ag. And again, what better time to sign up for a new account at BetOnline.ag when the Super Bowl is right around the corner? Especially when you can get prop bets like how many interceptions will Tom Brady throw versus how many hole-in-ones will there be at the Waste Management Phoenix Open? I mean, come on, that's the kind of stuff that I live for as a degenerate gambler. And if you want to get in on the action, well, I would recommend not sitting on the si- on the sidelines anymore. Sign up for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective around the NFL covering all the news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, one of my pet peeves as a podcaster is when people comment on my show, especially on Facebook, I find this happens when I share it to these various Mizzou groups, people comment on my show without actually listening to it. In fact, they comment on a tease, which makes absolutely no sense. Usually a tease is simply 
asking a question, trying to open up your mind about something. Maybe I am even making a statement, but of course you don't totally have the entire context if you don't listen to the show. And with that, with that said, I got a little bit of uh, some people who were thought I was in my tease was too critical of Conzo Martin for deigning to actually criticize his pick and roll coverage. Well, Conzo Martin just a few days ago said he's been hesitant to trap ball screens like Missouri did late in the TCU game, and they did it effectively, I might add, because it can lead to Jeremiah Tillman fouls. But they took the chance on Saturday, and he said in hindsight, they might have done that more at Auburn versus Sharif Cooper, who of course murdered them on ball screens to the tune of 21 free throw attempts. So basically that was my suggestion, and you know what was, you know what, at the very least, if not double Sharif Cooper, at the very least go under the screen, force him to shoot deep jump shots. But you know what, when Missouri doubled Cooper early in that second half, it was effective on at least a couple possessions, but they never really went back to it. Now, to be fair to Conzo Martin, he does make an excellent point there. When you double-team, when you trap a ball screen like that, the ball handler, you're obviously exposing the back end of your defense, which could put Tillman in foul trouble. There's no doubt about that. But just the way that Auburn game was going, I thought it was candidly worth the risk. And also, secondly, I'm almost to the point where I don't worry about Jeremiah Tillman getting in foul trouble anymore. He's playing it about as well as you can, just in terms of balancing aggression and effective defense without fouling. I think he's been tremendous this year. But just to be clear, in case there's any doubt, I like Conzo Martin a lot. I like him as a guy, number one. I want him to succeed. I would like nothing more for him to be great at Missouri. And you know what? He's done a really nice job so far this season for the, mo- for the most part. Just like Eli Drinkwitz did a great job in this past season. But you know what? Occasionally, I'm going to make some observations. Sometimes those are going to come off as critical, but really all I'm trying to do is, if anything, offer constructive criticism and just sort of look at the game, look at games, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, look at it from a broader perspective and think, huh, well, there was this decision. Maybe we could have done that a little differently next time to give ourselves a better chance to win. It's less about pointing the finger and more about just trying to learn how to more effectively play these two great sports. That's really what I'm all about is just the constant learning process because that's all sports is, honestly. You're never going to completely solve football or basketball, just like, frankly, you're never going to solve life. So the key is, of course, is to always be improving and always be learning. I'm quite certain that both Eli Drinkwitz and Conzo Martin would be the first people to tell you that they don't know everything. They continue to evolve and learn all the time. Certainly, Conzo Martin has changed up his offense somewhat the last couple years. The guy is capable of adapting, so I don't want to come off as overly critical or that I somehow want him gone or something. Obviously, Conzo's done a good job this season, but you know what? Just like this here program, it's not perfect. And neither is Conzo, neither is the Missouri basketball team, and neither am I. We're all striving to get better. And in that spirit, hopefully, my next two episodes, the Kentucky basketball preview tomorrow, and then my recap 
of that Wildcat basketball game will be even better than this episode, or frankly, any that I've done before. That's always that's always the goal. I don't always succeed, but darn it, it it is always the goal. And I'll see you all tomorrow for a twofer right here on Locked On Mizzou.